I'm so glad that you're here. You're listening to What the Fuck Did She Just Say? with your host, that's me, Sandra Priestley. I'm all about living our best life and finding our zone of brilliance and then removing the resistance so that we can go all in. I say random crazy shit, which is why I called this podcast the way that I did, and I really hate long, drawn-out intros, so let's fucking go. When I was in Medicine Hat earlier this year, it was August 2022, and my friend Sarah and I had gone down to Medicine Hat to watch my son play football. We were driving down this highway and Sarah's sister said, oh my gosh, there was a rattlesnake. This rattlesnake was on the road and it was dead, you know, had been run over. I had no idea there was rattlesnakes in Alberta. I'd never seen one. I never thought that I would ever have the opportunity to see one. And so I, I remember saying, oh, there's rattlesnakes here. Cool. I want to see a rattlesnake. I want to take a picture of a rattlesnake, actually. And I think they thought I lost my mind. I mean, I, most people would be scared of rattlesnakes. I feel, you know, don't want to get bit by one. I just heard recently a very dangerous story, but, you know, you don't get the anti-venom or whatever, and you could be in hospital for a long time or worse. And, but I, I, I just in that moment, in that moment that she said there was a rattlesnake, dead rattlesnake, it was like, whoa, I want to see a rattlesnake and I want to take a picture of it. Now. I didn't just let it go. We were there for, I think, three days. Um, and I did not let it go. I was determined. And I probably was like a broken record because I know that I said it repeatedly several times, either to the people that we were with or to, I, I texted my son, guess what? There's rattlesnakes here. Um, you know, I texted my husband, oh my God, I, I am like determined to see a rattlesnake and I didn't let it go. I then we were, we went to go for a walk actually. And I said, is there rattlesnakes on this path? Like we're, we were going to go for this cool walk down by the water. And I'm like, is there rattlesnakes there? <laughs> And Sarah's sister said, no, there's, there's, there's no rattlesnakes there. Like you, you know, you kind of got to go off to see a rattlesnake, like, you know, so you're, you're going to be safe. And I was thinking, I'm not worried about safety. I'm worried about, I want to take a picture of a rattlesnake. So we go on this walk and we see the coolest of things. We see these like wild grasshopper like things with red wings that fly. We saw deer. I've seen tons of deer, but we saw deer that were sort of on this like hill in amongst these like really dry grasses. I saw cacti. Like what? There's cacti in Alberta. 
who knew? Like, it's not Nevada, it's Alberta. And yet, super cool. So I was taking pictures of these things and we're walking along and chatting. And then all of a sudden I see Sarah sees this rattlesnake on the ground and it's like kind of flattened right out. And it looks like it had been run over and Sarah goes, oh my gosh, there's a snake. And I'm like, what? This is so cool. I get my camera out because my iPhone had died. I get my camera out and I get closer to this rattlesnake and I'm slightly disappointed in this moment because I think, oh, like it's a dead rattlesnake. You know, I would have liked something not flat. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it move. I wanted to see it rattle. I wanted to see its head up, you know, all the dangerous things that are like super cool that you probably need to be far away from with the big, huge lens on, but I didn't have that big, huge, long lens on my Canon camera. And so I got fairly close to it, like a dumbass. And I went to take a picture. And as soon as I got a little bit closer, it just went from completely flat to round. And it kind of curled up and it slithered off into like into the grasses. I was so damned excited. I manifested my rattlesnake. Now, I was a little disappointed because I didn't hear it rattle. Apparently, this is a good thing because if it had rattled, it would have been a warning to me to get the fuck out of its face. But at the same time, I didn't know this. I just thought that would be cool. <laughs> so I took the pictures as best as I could, but it was, it was we were a little bit... Um, shocked almost like, you know, a little bit in panic because we both thought it was dead. So anyway, so my pictures aren't the greatest, but let me tell you still awesome. And so we turn around and we're walking away and I am so excited because we didn't then go forward more. So we turn around, we go back to the vehicle and I'm so excited. And I'm saying to her, this is so cool. Dang. I wish I wanted to hear it rattle. I stayed in this vibe of like, I really want to hear a rattlesnake rattle. And then all of a sudden Sarah says, did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, what was that? I thought it was like these weird grasshoppers. No, it was a rattlesnake. And as we were walking, we kept hearing these rattlesnakes from like, from, uh, from the grasses, like the thicker grasses. I was never so excited and I felt like such a fucking rock star because I'd manifested seeing this, uh, this rattlesnake when people who had lived there, there like for 20 years had never seen a rattlesnake. How fucking cool. And then I did it again, not with the rattlesnake. This was with the raccoon. So the rattlesnake was in August in September. I flew to Vancouver to watch my son play university football there. 
And my aunt happens to live there. So I was staying at her place and she was telling me how, um, she has like in this, um, in her home, she has this like little, um, putting green, the people who had owned the house before her had this little putting green. And so they have, um, she, they like, they had these, um, they would just have like golf balls inside the hole. And what's super cool is that raccoons in like downtown Richmond, like I don't get it, but anyway, raccoons will go into her backyard and they will play with the golf balls. They will pull them out of the holes. They'll put them, you know, bat them around. They'll put them in this um, bucket of water and just have a blast in the middle of the night. So she's telling me this story. She's telling me that she was watering her uh, flowers one day and this raccoon came up and was smelling her toes in her, in her sandals. And I said to her, well, I want to see a raccoon. And I'd never seen one before. And she said, well, if you come out, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the morning, you'll probably see them. They'll be playing, playing golf in the backyard. Now I, I like my sleep. So I didn't really want to stay up till one, two or three o'clock in the morning so that I could see these raccoons, but I was determined. I was determined to see these raccoons. So I just decided I was going to be the girl who could see and manifest raccoons because guess what? I was the chick who manifested the rattlesnake too. So the first day goes by no raccoon. The second day, no raccoon. The third day I get up and I am, it's fairly early in the morning, like six o'clock, six 15 ish. And I'm on my way to the airport. And I kid you not, I walked out the door and I said, I guess I didn't see my raccoon. And at the same time, I felt like it was totally, totally possible. I just held the faith that maybe by some cool opportunity, I'm going to see a raccoon. Now from her house, there was literally like just the neighborhood, like maybe a few blocks and then a main street. And then, you know, like it's, it's Vancouver. So it was like, it's busy. The likelihood of me seeing raccoons on those busy streets is like very, very rare. And I still, I held the faith. We left her house, turned the corner, and there is this raccoon going across the street. No kidding. I manifested a raccoon. Here is why I'm telling you this random story about bizarre wildlife. Too often, like too often, we say to ourselves, oh, well, manifestation, I'm going to try to manifest things. I'm going to say that I want to manifest something and then I'm going to wait and it doesn't show up the way that I want it to when it wants it to or when I want to see it. And it holds us back. Then we start to have this self-doubt. 
we decide that we want to manifest something, but we don't really get behind the opportunity of it. We start to tell ourselves that we there's it's never going to happen. And why? Probably because we don't want to disappoint ourselves or we don't want to look stupid. I clearly didn't give a fuck if I look stupid or not, because I was telling everyone in medicine hat, I'm going to see a raccoon and I'm going to take a picture. Sorry, I'm going to see a rattlesnake and I'm going to take a picture of it. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know? And I, I didn't care. I didn't care. And in attraction week from the power of you, this is what I talked about the manifestation and the experience of manifesting and how we can make crazy shit happen. I read one time manifestation babe who has built her entire million dollar plus business on manifestation. I watched her one time say that there are four steps to manifestation. The first one was get clear on what you want. In both of those situations, I was very clear on what I wanted. And especially with the rattlesnake, I didn't just want to see a rattlesnake, but I wanted the opportunity to take a picture of the rattlesnake. And I also wanted to hear the rattle. I got clear on what I wanted. I knew it. And also the raccoon, same thing. I wanted to see a raccoon and I made it like common knowledge. (laughs) Number two was embodying the version of me that would see it. I really just was so confident that I was going to see these animals. I didn't, I wasn't waving. I wasn't, um, thinking that it wasn't possible. I was totally this girl that walked in and just fully said and believed I am the chick that can manifest seeing a rattlesnake and seeing a raccoon. Full stop. That's it. The third that she says is to forget the how I always say, fuck the how for now, but like, you know, so not worry about the, how you're going to do it. I didn't worry about it. I didn't think about it. I didn't know where I was going to see this rattlesnake. Like I truly just opened up to the possibility that I could see a rattlesnake or I could see a raccoon anywhere. It would not have shocked me if I would have seen a raccoon raccoon in the middle of the Vancouver airport. Like it truly wouldn't have because I opened myself up to the possibility that I was going to see this raccoon and the rattlesnake anywhere at any time, even if my timeline didn't work. Even if it wasn't this time when I was in Vancouver, I was going to see a, I was going to see a raccoon somewhere. Even if I didn't see a rattlesnake in Medicine Hat this time or in Medicine Hat at all, I was going to be the girl who saw a rattlesnake in real life at some point in my life. I just opened up to it. And then number four was take inspired action and shorten the gap between your inspired idea and taking action on it. Especially this was the case in the rattlesnake example, because remember I said that I wanted to not only see a rattlesnake, but I wanted to take a picture of one. As we were getting out of the vehicle to go on our walk, I looked down at my phone and I realized that my phone was, it only had like maybe 5% battery left. And 
I shut the door and I said, oh, it, you know, if we see a rattlesnake, like, I'm not kidding you. I committed, I committed to seeing one. I said, gee, if we see a rattlesnake, I only have 5%. And Sarah said, well, you can use my phone. And I thought, hmm, I can. Okay. And we shut the door and walked off. But then I had this idea, this like, like gut feeling, this message from above. I don't know. It was this strong thought and I, I wouldn't let it go. It was this strong thought of take your camera, Sandra. And I had my Canon Rebel in the backseat of my vehicle. And it was just this strong, take your camera, take your camera. So even though it was a pain in the ass, I said to Sarah, I just want to go back and get my camera. I listened to my inspiration. I listened to that gut feeling. I went back, made her walk back too. Unlocked the truck, got my camera, and I got it ready. I didn't have it in my bag like I normally would. You know, I got it ready. I hung it over my neck and like a total tourist. I had the cap off. I mean, I was ready to see a rattlesnake. Now, it it happens to be that it was really good that it was also using it to take pictures of like the cacti and stuff, right? But I listened to that inspired idea and I had my camera ready. Honestly, if I had, and oh, and by the way, my phone died like (laughs) really, really early into this walk. So there's no possible way that my phone would have worked. And actually Sarah's phone probably wouldn't have worked either because by the time I, we, recognized that the rattlesnake was there, there would have been no time for me to ask for her phone and have her click onto her camera and then me take a picture. It would have been gone for sure. The fact I had the camera ready to go around my neck was like perfect. But I feel as though there's a fifth. I feel as though there's a fifth um, point or a fifth step in manifestation. And this is the thing that really shifts everything for me. It's how I was able to stay in the vibe and manifest hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, manifest like the perfect house, manifest house sales, manifest the raccoon, the rattlesnake, anything that I manifest it always comes down to this fifth point. And the fifth point is my own and it's stay in the stars. We have to get to the place if we're going to manifest something to just stay in the belief and have fun with it, surrender to it all and just stay in the belief, stay in the stars, stay in the magic, stay in the possibility that this is going to happen at some point in time for your life. Stay in the faith, stay in the trust that this is going to happen and hold on to it for as long as you can, as often as you can stay in the stars. If I had listened to anyone else, 
in either of these situations or anything else that I had manifested, I probably wouldn't have seen it. If I had listened to them saying, well, we've never seen a live rattlesnake in 20 years, you know, <laughs> like settle down, put your camera down. You're probably not going to see one. Had I listened to that and they, they were not, they were not acting like this, but you know what I mean? A lot of times people would, a lot of times people would, you know, be trying to tell you like, it's, it's probably not possible. If I had not stayed in the stars, if I had not just been like so kid-like in this wonderment of like, I'm so excited to see a rattlesnake, it might not have happened. With the raccoon, if I had listened to, well, it's more likely if you go into the backyard and you wait from one, two, three. If I had gone there, I probably wouldn't have seen a raccoon that day. But I just opened up to the possibility that it could happen in another way, in a magic way, in a way that no one really would assume. Like, who would think that we would just be driving down the road and doop, 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 there goes a raccoon. The staying in the stars bit is the absolute key to hold the vibration and hold the faith even when you don't think it's going to work, even when people tell you it's probably not going to work, that is the key. Staying in the stars, holding the faith in divine right order, as my coach Jana says, that is the vibration that makes things happen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've had some laughs, maybe some ideas, and that you've been inspired to take some type of action toward the life you've always dreamed of. If you feel so called, I would love it if you would share with your besties and leave a review down below. I look forward to bringing you along on this journey and I will see you in the next episode.